Just waiting for all these alerts to go off. Good morning, everyone. It is bright and sunny here. I'm not sure how it is where you guys are. However, good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss, live on this Wealth Wellness Wednesday with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. It is a very chilly and cold morning here in North Haven, Connecticut, kind of a doom and gloom kind of day so far but we don't let the doom and gloom hopefully get to us you know we rise above that because obviously today is well on this wednesday but today we have an amazing guest on and let's get right into the conversation um i want to welcome bianca johnson to the two sisters podcast family welcome we're so excited to have you yes thanks so much for allowing me to be here today sure um so you are, um, <coughs> excuse me, you are a spiritual life coach, but so much more than that. And I'm always fascinated when I hear the word spiritual life coach. So if you would just enlighten not only us, but our audience, because um, I think it's kind of amazing at what you do. So that's actually very funny because I'm in the process of transitioning a bit um, because I, I think the term spiritual didn't fully encapsulate everything that I was doing and offering. So I've kind of, I'm expanding in a way. Um, but basically back in 2015, I graduated with my degree in psychology and I took a course on health psychology, which is about mind, body, spirit, and how you can't just be mentally well, and you can't just be physically well, but you have to, in order to be well, incorporate all of these levels of your being. And I think it even expands from there. It's not just mind, body, spirit. It's also emotions. And it's also the energy that we have too. And so my pro approach to coaching and to healing and to teaching, et cetera, is a very holistic approach. It's about being spiritually connected. It's about having a healthy mindset. It's about being physically well. It's about having your emotions in alignment, you know, and all, all of that in one. Um, so that's primarily what I do. I help people a lot with things like limiting beliefs. I don't know if you guys expand on that in the podcast at all, but basically anything that prevents us from being the highest and best version of ourselves and creating the lives that we truly desire to create. And this shows up in a lot of different ways, whether that's people pleasing or perfectionism or self-sabotaging or overworking, and, you know, so many different ways. So what I do is I help people basically get back to the core of their being, that spiritual essence, that soul version of themselves that is innately worthy, that is innately good enough, that is innately deserving and work through all of those blockages in the mind and all those silly stories that the mind tells us about why we're not good enough or why we can't be confident or why we can't start the podcast or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and get back to that true essence and really connect to your own intuition so that once you release the limitations of the mind and start connecting with the soul, you then start to develop this roadmap towards exactly what it is that you desire if that makes sense to you guys oh absolutely <clears throat> absolutely and we and we do incorporate quite a bit of that in our podcast uh we you know we start off with a, a lot of the basics and a lot of times uh especially those that are goal-driven with no goal in mind you know they've got all these things that they want to accomplish or they think they might want to accomplish or explore they tuck them under the carpet and for that rainy day 
probably when they're not feeling their best to try to reinvent themselves. And I, I find that so many people are, are continually trying to reinvent themselves when they don't need to, if they just take that time, that solace time, you know, what are your desires? What are your wants? How can you make it happen? But embrace the small steps that lead to it. I think people want to go from zero to a hundred. They don't want to uh, embrace the journey of where their mind is at, where their health is at, where their spiritual self is at, because we're, we're a society, sadly, that has now, uh, you know, it's about who gets there quicker, you know, the fastest pace there and not embracing the journey. So uh, you, you bring to light so many important pieces. Um, I'd like to add that, you know, we also talk about the small goals because those are paramount to those larger achievements, larger goals. And don't discount them. Don't discredit them. Embrace them. You know, they might not be obvious to the other person, but maybe they're obvious to you. And that's where your focus should be. I love what you had to say. Thank you. And I just want to piggyback off of what you just shared too, is, you know, it's not what we do occasionally that makes great change, but what we do consistently. Right. And so if you think about like going to the gym, you know, something we can all kind of relate to, right. You could go to the gym every month for three hours and, you know, that's an occasional practice and you're not going to see much change in your body, or you can go to the gym every day for 15 minutes and start to notice how that change happens. And maybe as little as three weeks, you know, so it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this once a month, or I'm going to do this every year, or you know, whatever it is, I'm going to take one retreat, or I'm going to go to one seminar or one workshop, or listen to one podcast a week, whatever it is. But it's like what you're doing every single day to set those foundations in place to basically build up and on from. Right. And that's, you know, goes back to habit forming, good, healthy habits and habits don't inherently just happen. Uh, they happen because you do them uh, with a regiment in mind. Uh, we talk about that continually, Jan. Don't you think about even just talking about gut health or talking about those little changes, whether uh, it's fitness in the gym or outside of the gym, that, like you said, going once a month, you're, if that's your goal, it's going to take you a lot longer to get there. <clears throat> However, if you start tra tra training the brain with a new habit, which does take a certain amount of time, they say usually, usually 21 days is the realm of when a habit really starts to form. Um, and that requires accountability. That require, requires sometimes scheduling your yourself in your own planner and manage your time so you are allowing that habit to be a part of your regular accountability every day and therefore usually around 21 days it becomes second nature so it just doesn't happen overnight right Jan don't you think right because you know think of it when you're starting to do something like um, Bianca was describing having that goal of going to the gym you know when we think of when you hear the word habit and I know for for me and this could be for a lot of people, when I hear the word habit, it's almost a trigger. It's like, oh my God, I, you know, I got to create another habit to get to this goal. And it's going to take me to do this, this, and this, because I'm kind of a, a visual person and I like to, <coughs> excuse me, map things out. So maybe if we kind of, the way I kind of start looking at a new, a potential new habit is not necessarily think of it as a habit, but an establishment of 
a foundation that's going to lift me up to get me to where I needed to go. And let me tell you, it took me <laughs> many years to kind of formulate that plan for myself. So when we say habits, um, I, I understand, like I said, that it can be a trigger for some people. So maybe if we looked at it or kind of switched it around, something that complements um, our spiritual well-being. Um, you know, like Gary and I have been saying for a couple months now, you know, gee, I would love to, you know, go to church, but for some reason things pop up and we don't get there. So maybe it's just as simple as, you know, writing it in the calendar for this day, we're going to go, you know, whatever it may be for you. So I, I love how, you know, having this conversation can really develop for people in such a way that they can they can set those goals and think, okay, yeah, this is doable. Yeah, it's gonna, might be a little bit hard, but um, <clears throat> if I wanna see that change, I really have to partake and be a part of that change. Yeah, and you know, I, I, love, I like the whole word changing because you know, we always talk about the word, say, diet. And everyone's like, oh, another diet. The fact of the matter is we all diet. It's whether we have a good diet or a bad diet. That, that's the skinny of it. The other thing with goals and, and habit changing, I have now uh, introduced in my head that they are a, it's a grateful blessing. Uh, I'm taking the whole habit and the word uh, changing the habit out of my vocabulary and calling it a change blessing because they are blessings. Uh, when you take the time to recreate or reinvent or change the direction of where you're going in your journey of life, those are blessings. Uh, without them, and then with them, you begin to feel the gratefulness of a new change. And therefore, you start sharing that gratitude. And we, as we know, gratitude is the greatest of all emotions. So I think we, I love the idea of just kind of changing the wording up to, to really trigger that mindset. Yeah, just a couple of things based on what you guys just shared. You know, you were talking about penciling it in and scheduling it in. Um, there's like studies that suggest that we're 40% more likely to actually do something if we write it down, right? Because for I think I think that writing is directly linked to the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind, I don't know how much you guys know about the subconscious versus the conscious, but the subconscious mind makes up like 95% of our mind, whereas the conscious is 5%. So we can do a lot of this like planning with our conscious mind but if the subconscious mind isn't on board because it's going to be too hard or i don't deserve to be wealthy let's say your goal is towards wealth or you know um what will people think of me or how will i be judged or i can't go to the gym you know whatever that is that's going on in the back of your mind that you may not even be aware of that's kind of driving the show so when you start to put pen to paper it helps to rewrite that a little bit Another thing I wanted to share too, is that you can have the perfect plan in place, but if the subconscious isn't on board, you're still not going to do it, right? You're going to find your way. It has to be perfect before I do it. Perfectionism. Well, I have to please everybody else before I can take that time to do the things for myself. People pleasing. Well, I'm just going to take, you know, I'll just watch Netflix tonight and I'll put it off tomorrow. That self-sabotage, right? There's many ways that these like kind of limitations of the subconscious mind start to come in and prevent us from doing the things that we desire to do, whether that is starting a business or going to the gym or finding a romantic partner or whatever it is, whatever that next level in your life is. So what I find is very beneficial in this is not just putting those plans in place and doing the external work to make this happen, but doing a lot of the internal work. That's where my main focus is with people. 
because I've seen it. I've seen people work with tons of coaches and they have the perfect business plan or the perfect marketing plan or the perfect fitness plan or whatever it is. And they still don't do it. So why is that? It's because of the subconscious mind. So there's a lot of things we can do to rewrite the subconscious mind. Things like affirmations, things like practicing gratitude, things like EFT tapping. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but that's an incredible tool. There's lots of different ways we can start to rework. Can you interject for a second? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that EFT tapping? Sure. So EFT is actually kind of one of the four foundations of things that I do with people, whether that's at a retreat or in person or like in a workshop or one-on-one. Basically what it is, is it's acupressure and talk therapy kind of mixed together. And what this is, is our brain has these patterns, right? From a neuroscience perspective, we have what's called synapses in the brain. And it's like, this one sends information to this one. And that's how information is, you know, transferred throughout our body. Well, the more that we work with one, the stronger it gets and the faster it gets. So if we're in that negative place of, I can't do this, I don't deserve to do this, my life sucks, you know, whatever it is, the story that we tell ourselves, that connection is like a wire. It's going to get stronger. It's going to wire stronger together. It's going to be very fast, very automatic. Versus when we start to put a break in that patterning, we can start to wire new synapses together that are more positive, more in alignment with who we desire to be and with what we desire to experience. So if we're just talking about these things, it kind of keeps rewiring them. Essentially, it keeps it keeps those negative neuro neural pathways, you know, wiring together. But when we add the tapping to it, there's different tapping points we use. What it does is it puts a break in that programming so that you can basically rewire. Think of it like wiring in a house. You're basically like, oh, these lights, I don't like these lights. I'm going to wire different lights or I'm going to, you know, you know, take out the stove and put in a new stove and I'm going to wire that stove instead because that one's better, nicer, whatever it is. So it's essentially what we're doing in a mental perspective. So the tapping actually occurs uh, on the head or yeah, so actually the there's, there's a ha- there's a handful of points. You start with the crown of your head and then mm-hmm. it's just above the eyebrow to the side of the eye, under the eye, this little spot. I never know whether to say below the nose or above the lip, right? Just this little spot. Then this little divot kind of where your chin lies yeah. and then your collarbone and mm-hmm. then your ribs. Um, there's also what's called a karate. Ch- it's, it's different. So like, if you're doing a full session, you would be doing those points. Um, the karate chat point, we usually start a session with. And then if you're like, say in a situation where you can't just like pause everything and start tapping, like maybe you're in a disagreement with your partner. Maybe you're walking into a work meeting that feels really uncomfortable or you're lacking confidence. in. maybe you have some anxiety about something you're, like maybe it's, you know, we just got over the holidays and, you know, you're with in-laws and, you know, all these, all these sexual situations. And it's, not a moment where you can just start going like maybe just maybe it's okay to let this go and I can feel calm there's a point called the gamut point which is right here between your pinky and your um, ring finger it's kind of like that little divot point and and you can tap there very discreetly and talk through things in your in your head so and it's actually very funny because um, my partner knows that I do this and I'm like frustrated or anxious or overwhelmed and so one day we were walking through the mall and I was tapping on my my gamut point um, with something totally unrelated. Like it was something that I just kept thinking about all day. And I was just like, I'm just going to like process this now. So I don't have to keep carrying this. And he's like, what's going on? Why are you tapping? Did I say something to upset you? Or are you mad at me? I'm like, no, no, no. Well, that's so cool that he was in tune to, to that. Uh, I was just trying to visualize 
you know, say, you know, wh whatever subject matter is, everyone's a little stressed, you know, with everything going on with the economy, the world, you know, uh, school systems, school boards, whatever. And I'm just, I'm just imagining, you know, a, a round table discussion and people start tapping or a person starts tapping and the rest of them going, I think she's having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, and that's why it's great to have access gamut point, right? And you know, you just you just brought up some some very important things. There's a lot of stress and anxiety that's been ensuing over the last two years. Correct. So let's say one of them's financial because the economy has changed. Let's say you're someone that's struggling a lot financially and there's something you are like wanting to invest in, whether it's something as simple as healthy groceries or a gym membership or a workshop you want to take or whatever it is. And you're having a hard time feeling like, it's okay to do that, right? Like your mind will put a hard stop because our brain's main goal is to keep us safe, right? And like, that's beneficial. Fear is beneficial. There's a reason we're afraid of, you know, drowning because it ultimately results very negatively. There's a reason we look both ways. We have fear when crossing the road and we look both ways. There's a reason for that because that's what keeps us alive and keeps us safe. But our brain can't tell the difference between the fear that's you know, life or death and the fear of speaking on a podcast or asking someone out that you like or being vulnerable and going to that first gym class or whatever it is, right? Our brain doesn't tell the difference. So that's where we have to really start to step in and discern and create that sense of safety so that we feel okay doing it. So we'll work with the money thing. So you're going to invest in a workshop, that you know, it's going to be really good for you, but it feels a little scary to send that, that type of money. Maybe just maybe it's safe for me to invest in this. Maybe this is what's of my highest good right now. And it's going to bring me more peace and a bigger sense of safety. Maybe this is the next step for the rest of my life for creating the life that I truly desire, you know, whatever it is. And just kind of talk yourself through it and start to process it because not only is it going to shift your mindset, but it also affects the central nervous system, which is where our anxiety is created, which is where fight or flight happens. So it's kind of twofold. There's a lot going on with it. You know, it's funny that you, you talk about, you know, that particular piece of where you're holding your hand. I actually experienced some children doing that. And obviously, I don't think they know, uh, you know, what you just talked about. That it is the gamut point. Um, uh, it's a great way for relaxation to calm that person down. But I'm wondering if the somehow um again, get, getting into that, you know, uh, feeling of, you know, because some people. You know, I, I can remember our grandfather would take his sums and just uh, rotate them. Even our father did that. Um, and, it, and you know, I, I find that I do it as well. And it's a very calming kind of reconnect of slowing down, slowing down the brain or whatever. So I'm wondering if children have an innate, you know, experience with why they're doing that. And, and a lot of times you look at the parent or the grandparent, like, stop fidgeting with your hands when they actually naturally don't even realize that they're doing something good for them. Right, exactly. And it's, it's, if you think about the way that not just humans, but all animals just naturally intuitively know how to do certain things. Like when a baby's born, it knows how to breastfeed. You know what I mean? No one has right. to teach it that it just knows it knows right. how to cry. You know what I mean? Like there are certain things that we naturally know how to do to have our basic needs met. And so it's possible that that's just a way that feels natural and self-soothing a little bit right. of a personal story. When I 
Um, I used to run a yoga studio full time. And this was before I ever knew anything about tapping or self-development or limiting beliefs or anything. It was all completely foreign to me. I was getting a lot of anxiety and I feel it specifically in my chest, like that, like pitter patter kind of intenseness. And whenever I'd have it, I would just start like tapping on my chest because for some reason that like felt like it helped. And I didn't know why, but like, I just did it one day. And then I just was doing it. Every time I have anxiety, I would just sit there and tap. And I was like, am I a crazy person? (laughs) Right? Like, why am I just doing this? Right. But then when I took my first workshop that tapping was involved in, and they started going through it and like teaching us it, I'm like, oh my God, I've been doing this for years. Like I had no idea. So I think there is like this intuitive thing or like think about when you're stressed right and everybody takes like that deep sigh right you hear someone take a deep breath and you're like what's wrong are you stressed we don't consciously take that deep breath but from an anatomy perspective when we are our breath is short and shallow it initiates the flight or flight response in our central nervous system and brings us into anxiety so we naturally take that deep breath without ever thinking about it or without ever being like oh I need to take a deep breath right now. And it comes out in a sigh and immediately gives away what we're going through. Right. Well, our body kind of naturally does it because it knows that that's what it needs to do to come back into that homeostasis and back into balance. So I think intuitively, there are ways that we are self-regulating without even being mindful of it. Yeah. I, I, what do you think, Jan? I mean, it's kind of, when I'm going through different different habits, I mean, I, I, I remember our great-grandfather constantly doing that with his, with his hands and uh, his thumbs and our father also doing it and I I just remember you know I kind of picked up the habit as a teenager um and so like there are a lot of times where if I feel over you know anxiety about something maybe not feeling my best or worried about something I will you know cross my 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 hands you know make it a not like a fist but just you know gather my fingers and just twirling my thumbs Jan do you remember daddy doing that or I don't know great grandpa you were you might not remember because you were very, very young then because I'm the older one. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is the older one. Yeah, I do remember that. And, you know, it's so profound when when you think about the things that we, as you describe, innately do um, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that we know how to do them. But there's like no basis on why we know how to do that. that. And I think it's also part of the fizzy I'm gonna I'm gonna say this incorrectly, the physiological response to you know what is happening around us. Um, I often um, you know, I know a little bit about EFT, you know, through being a um, licensed massage therapist. And I find myself a lot of times too, when I am in a situation, you know, where I'm holding my hands and I I will be doing this. And it just kind of kind of brings the uh the tension down, of course, and it kind of makes me focus and like, okay, you know, this isn't as bad as we think, you know, kind of walk yourself through that. It's such a, a welcome, um, unobtrusive type of mechanism to do for ourselves. That's not, you know, as we say, you know, you're in a meeting, maybe in a meeting and I say do it. I want to see something do it. Really, you know, uh, you know, you drive that that corporate America or, or that CEO little cuckoo, start tapping, and uh, you know, maybe make the suggestion. You know, maybe we need some of this uh, at, at some of our meetings, which I do know. <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of corporations, even small businesses, are really tapping, literally tapping into. Um, 
days where there is self-development to to make sure that they are really addressing the issues of the stresses of a the job the environment our world uh, these are all impacting not only our home lives but professional lives our children i just uh right right before this podcast uh was listening to uh in pembroke massachusetts a student uh you know a very astute articulate student really uh, lay his heart out to the school board regarding the mass mandates. And he, and he kept talking about they, what, they, you know, what they were required to do. And they're not looking the inside of the student. Uh, he talked about the high suicide rate, the high depression rate, the fear of these students coming forward to even tell about their anxieties, um, the isolation that they're feeling. And he says, yeah, you, you, you want us to mask up, because there's money tied to it and I, I gave him so much credit for being you know, having that self-awareness and courage to speak to adults and really kind of put them in their place so you're, you're concerned about the money but take the mask off are you concerned about me look at my face you can't see what's in here and I have so many uh, other students um, and, he's, and he actually was very on point to say he looked for a psychologist and you know the, the word in that you know, field was get in line. They're being over inundated with so many students, our youth in that generation that are going through these anxieties. So why isn't the school, you know, they're into, uh, they talk about social emotional learning, which has connotations of CRT. How about actually getting licensed professionals in there and doing some of these uh, e, uh, EFT and actually physical things that could help them. Um, yeah, they're spending the money on audio, visual, and all that, but they're not, they're not, they say they're thinking about the mental awareness of children and students. I don't think they are. It expands beyond just EFT too, though. Like there's other practices that can be brought into schools or into corporations or, you know, whether that's breath work, which is another great form of self-regulation or meditation or mindfulness practices or yoga. Like there's a whole world out there full of wellness tools that are just like, waiting to serve people right just waiting and it's funny because before um before we came live today jan and i were talking about the ripple effect the concept of like you know our impact and how we we bring forward and it, i'm actually giving a talk tomorrow for a university called the ripple effect um so it's just funny that she brought that up but basically if you think about how you are on a day when you're anxious and stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted how you interact with mom, dad, kids, brothers, sisters, friends, coworkers, et cetera, the type of human being that you are and what the impact leaves on them versus the type of person that you are when you're happy and joyful and grateful and well and calm and relaxed and at ease, how you interact in those same exact situations, and those same exact relationships. And then what happens, right? We've all experienced a time where we're around someone who's like totally stressed out and they're berserk and it stands our anxiety high, right? Oh yeah. So like, then those people go out and impact people in their lives. So it's like, we are either, and it ripples out from there. Like if I can impact five people today in a positive way, who can go in their lives and impact five people who then like it expands across the entire globe. Same thing is true for our stress, frustration, and anxiety. If I show up and I'm a total jerk today, cause I'm totally overwhelmed and like not doing well mentally and emotionally, 
that spreads into the people that I'm around and then they pass it on to you. So like when we take these times for wellness, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, we're not just doing it for ourselves, but we do it for the entire collective. We do it for every other person that we interact with, every other person on earth. Like, so imagine what it would be like if everybody was doing these things, if everybody was tapping, if everyone was doing deep breathing, if everyone was doing yoga, how much better everything could be. So I think it's, it, it starts with us as individuals because maybe corporate America isn't ready to adopt these things, but maybe by me practicing it and us having a conversation about it and you practicing it, we inspire a couple more people and then we can grow from there. So absolutely. That goes so such a line with, with our, our theme, which is wealth wellness Wednesday. So I just want to remind all of our viewers and our listeners the importance of wealth wellness Wednesday, where it's uh, giving that financial exchange to an unsuspecting person. Remember, we've given you some great tools, you know, surprise somebody, but you know, come and, and again, it has nothing to do about the monetary amount. It's about the gift of gratitude and paying it forward. Uh, we've given you creative ideas, put it in a box of diapers, you know, put a few dollar bills here and there around the milk. Everyone's got to buy milk, right? Or most people do. Uh, you know, maybe you are a pet lover. Uh, you know, go in that pet aisle, put a few bills in there, and you would be surprised on how many people look around and they're wondering, okay, is this a candy candy moment? Or why would somebody even do that? It gets them thinking. Uh, and it's also a way of actually putting out in the universe, um, specifically, not only for uh, someone that's in a brick and mortar business, but an entrepreneur, that uh, what we can, we can impact more when we have more money to impact. So it's a whole gamut of that mindset. This was a perfect opportunity uh, to bring you on on this particular day, because not only do we talk about the wealth, the wealth piece to it, you've also talked about the ripple effect with the wellness piece. Don't you think, Jam, is perfect? Oh my gosh, yes. And um, just a reminder, <clears throat> excuse me, just a reminder for everybody, today is Groundhog's Day. And that little varmint from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania did see his shadow. So we have, yay, six more weeks of winter. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a funny one about an alligator in Florida. The alligator did or did not see its shadow. I was cracking up. It's, it, you know, you just little things that people come up with. It is so funny. But, you know, today is a day to pass, pay it forward, uh, whether it's your attitude, your grateful heart, a financial exchange, whatever you're doing. Uh, remember that ripple effect because we do leave a lasting imprint on people. Um, and this is a great way when you give that gratitude, the, the grateful heart that that person receiving it now is inspired to do the same to somebody else, whether it's attitude, whether it's wealth, wellness, whatever it may be. Now, can you tell us, Bianca, where would someone be able to reach out for you? Um, so I think the easiest and best place is on my website, biancamjohnson.com. And if you add a forward slash there with the word links, L-I-N-K-S, like website links, um, that has all of my current services and offerings. And it also has links to my podcast and my, all of my social media and everything. So it's basically like a hub for everything. It's like a, it's just the container for all. That's awesome. That is so good. So we'll make sure, Jan, that that's part that link and everything is underneath our podcast. Absolutely. And on that note, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022, 2222. <laughs> that kind I of like has it. a ring to it. Um, go out and make it a great day. And remember, the warmth that we feel inside is also the warmth within our hearts and that we spread out 
the ripple effect and share with others. On that note, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. We wanna thank um, Bianca for being on today. Thank you so much. We look thank forward you. to having you on again. And I'm with two. So this is Carol, so AKA Naughty Boss, live from Vera Beach. I'm gonna get some power walking in today, starting my movement track now that I'm I'm getting on that wellness train. So we hope that you impact other people today. Remember, the greatest of all emotions is gratitude. Now go out and be good. We'll see you tomorrow for Trending Thursday. I wonder what's going to be trending. You'll never know what two sisters. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.